You're here, I'm pleased, I really dig your company. Hey guys, it's me, Danny, and welcome to the Just Saying Podcast. I'm trying something new. You know we growing over here at all times. Anyway, shout out to all of my new listeners. Good look for all of my recurring listeners. Thank you for coming back again, trusting in me, believing in me. Don't forget to find me on social media and to like, share, and comment on all of these Post and rate and review if you're on iTunes. Subscribe if on any platform that you're on. Subscribe to the podcast. Then you'll always know when the episode is dropping. Now, let's get into it. We got a good topic today. And now it's time for the weekend wrap up. Where we listen to all the fun and exciting, well, let's face it, it's not always exciting, but I'm always fun. Things that I've done this weekend, shall we? This week, we're joined by friend to the show, Summer. She was home for the holidays, so of course we had to kick it. Let's see what we got into. Hello? Hey, child. What's going on? Oh, nothing. Oh, okay. So, you know, over here, what we do is we, um, the new thing is to talk about what I did this weekend. And since you were here, I figured we might as well talk about it together. Okay, well, let's do it. Okay, so Summer came in for Thanksgiving to see her family. But there can never be a summer visit <laughs> if we ain't riding through the city doing a bunch of stuff that ain't nothing all at the same time. True. So the plan was that summer's going to come in and we're going to go see Kevin Hart. Yes. So we did. We picked up Andre, which is another one of Summer's friends. Shout out to Andre. Woo-hoo. Hey, Dre. <laughs> and Summer had the nerve to want to park 75 miles away from the venue so that we could take this long journey in the cold. Now, it wasn't freezing, but it was chilly. We did have on gloves. Down to the arena to go see Kevin Hart. What you think about Kevin Hart? I thought that Kevin Hart was amazing. I felt that uh, we got our money's worth. Definitely got our money's worth. I wasn't so impressed with the Red Cup Boys, which are his friends that he has kind of put on. The Plastic Cup Boys. The Plastic Cup Boys. Oh, sorry. Plastic Cup Boys. But, you know, for what it was worth, it was fine. They're opening act, you know. For an opening act. They were opening act, buddy. I think. But let's talk about this real fast. When you go to the Kevin Hart show, if you guys have not gone yet and he is coming to the city near you, get a he ticket. He has 17 more dates. But do not get a seat on the floor. It really ain't worth the money. I'm just saying. That's just my suggestion. Now, if you want to go ahead and ball out on the floor seats, that's fine. Now, don't get it wrong. We weren't far from the floor. But just the way that the stage is set up, I would suggest you know, sitting up a little bit higher. But right, we were the we best, had great we had great we had seats. great seats. We had great seats and we were entertained. Let me tell you what was better than the opening act at the <laughs> Kevin Hart show. But besides Kevin Hart, because Kevin Hart, he's an amazing storyteller and his delivery is exceptional. But other than Kevin Hart and these Plastic Cup boys was a whole nother show, child, that was going on at this arena. Because when you get there, they tell you that you cannot use your cell phone. When at I mean, all. They don't want you to use a cell phone. They had a set of people walking the steps, checking for cell They called them... They called them the um, cell phone security. Well, they had the guys that was checking for the cell phones who then called the cell phone security to come get you up out of there. Now, before the show started, you did get a warning because Andre almost got himself kicked out, but he got the pre-warning. They hit him with the black card. 
to tell them all the rules about not using the cell phone. Right. They said, do not use your cell phone. And he said he was just turning his off. No talking, no texting, no social media, no video recording. I I will say, and I could be incorrect, but I believe that they told you as in general to the mass. At least 20 times or more. At least 20. Let me tell you. Okay, so they, and when I mean they, I mean the arena employees or, you know, Kevin Hart employees. I don't know how many travel, but I know that the people who were there, they, they tell you when you when you get your, when you show your ticket, they had the little cards in their hand, like, don't use your cell phone. When you get to your seat on the Jumbotron, was a big sign that said, don't use that cell phone. Walking around, well, before the show started, I mean, before the lights was off, they said, don't use that cell phone. Before the first opening act came out, over the intercom came a recording that said, don't they use said, that cell do phone. Not, do not use that cell phone, because that's going to be it. It said, do not get in here and use the cell phone. On a recording, it also said, if you feel like you need to use your phone, carry yourself to the bathroom. You had to go to the bathroom. To to use that cell phone. Then, when the first comedian came on, the first part of his act was all about, don't use that daggone cell phone. What happened, y'all? People were still using the cell phones. And I when they had said the night before, whatever city he was in the night before, the 250 people was got kicked out. out. I mean, they was coming over, they were coming to you, and they was giving they was kicking you out. There were no explanations needed. Goodbye. No money returned to you. You missed the whole show, and the show ain't even really started yet. Thank you for your $150 contribution to Kevin Hart Heartbeat Productions. Yeah, because they kick people out. Child, they was kicking people out. All so over the, the beginning, I can't even say the beginning of the show. I guess I will just say the show because once they found um, the people, they had one of those glow sticks, and then they oh, swung man. the glow stick the, to the, announce. So they, they those people on. never even say nothing to you. They just see you with the phone out, like, mm-hmm, see you, swing my glow stick. <laughs> <laughs> they don't even say nothing. They here come up two people, like they come up like like um, the paramedics. They run up quick, fast, and was like, you out, let's go. It was there was no games. Right. Now, one girl that was not sitting by us, but we could see her. Hmm. The glow stick came out. She wouldn't get up. She would not get up. They had the glow stick guy, the cell phone security people, then arena security, and then the police officer in his uniform was like, don't make us throw you out, girl. Get your little nachos and go. Then she gathered her things. You don't want to get kicked out like that. So her friend did not leave. No, she did not. And she was up higher. So her seats were not even as expensive. But she was like, I still paid my hundred dollars. No, thank you. You better go ahead on a ride home by yourself or you better pop a um what now uh DVD in the car while I'm watching the new one and wait for me to come out. I'll not pay $35 for this parking. No, I won't. Yeah, so that happened. But it was an experience. I think that we had a great time. Um, Mm -hmm. There was a drunk woman behind us. Yes, Lord. And she was drunk before the second opening act. There were, how many guys? Three guys came out. She was drunk before the second guy came out. Yes. And, and one I, of my observations come on, observe. was that I never saw this much movement. There were just people so was moving people all over, over the place. And I didn't understand. Or maybe it was just in our section, but all of these people, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, bathroom drinks. If you need to go get another cord like that bad, just ask the people to give you six of them. Let me tell you this, too. Let me just give up some advice to the people. If you are going to a show, 
and your seats are in the middle of the row and you know they are you picked them out when you went online looked at all where you wanted to sit what section what was going to be the right seats when you know you got those middle seats so up on time now here I yeah. am sitting on the aisle. I got to get up every 20 seconds because you want to come in late. Then your girlfriend want to come in late. Then both of y'all now got to use the bathroom before Kevin show up. Then we got to do all, it's a bunch of nonsense and I don't want to do that. That's rude and inconsiderate. You guys need to go head on and um, come on time. Just come on time. What's the problem? Yes. So that is my that is my biggest gripe about it was that there was just too much movement. Yes. And Kevin Hart, just so you know, your cell phone security people were in the way a lot of the show because they searching for these phones that we didn't have, but the man standing by us too often. They yes. needed to keep keep on the move a little bit more. And but then we went to Fridays. Then we went to Fridays right by the arena. But there were here go the people. By the time we got ready to get out, there was all there was some commotion at the end, so we was ready to wrap up. Like my lord, here and go some more people showing out, showing out after the Kevin Hart concert. I mean, you guys, that's what happened when you got too many cores lights inside the arena, and then you got to go out. You want to, you know, I don't know what the dispute was about because they were across the restaurant from us. But it still was too much. It was too much. So they didn't got put out the Fridays. Who want to tell that as part of their story? They got them got kicked out of the Fridays before. That's not fly. No, but it still was a good experience. We went on home, dropped Andre off, dropped me off. Summer went on home, went to bed. Yes. So we knew that that was a Friday night. Black Friday. Yeah. Saturday, we knew we were going to get together again, but we had no plan, okay? Because we don't need no plan. We just need keys and some gas. That's it. Have car, we'll travel. That's it. So we jump in the car. Where do we go first? Oh, we went to Honey Grove. Now, the, um, Summer, you looked it up. You said it's a northern restaurant, correct? Yeah. Honey Grove is my one of my favorite places to eat when you need like you know your quick meal it's like a um organic noodle place and um the 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 staff is very very polite they're very friendly um there are a lot of african-american staff in there they know all about the ingredients and um, so you can get noodles or rice or it's like a stir fry place, um, but you can make it like you create it yourself. So it's so delicious. It really was. And, it, and Summer wanted to taste it because I'm always like, oh, I'm about to go to the Honey Grow. Oh, I'm about to go to Honey Grow. Oh, I'm about to jump to the Honey Grow. And she's like, I have to taste Honey Grow since you keep on talking about it. And then she had it and was like, oh, this is so delicious. So. We had the honey grow. We had stir fry and fruit. We had stir fry, a chicken stir fry, and then we had a fruit bowl with pears, blueberries, and strawberries. Um, it was so delicious. Granola and whipped cream. You didn't get the honey on it at all? We just had no honey? Yeah, I didn't get the honey on it. it, it oh, okay. Out. See? Just need a little bit of honey. They do it all for you. They don't it's not too much. It's all just, just right. It's all just right. So after that, we decided Summer just had to go to the movies. She wanted to go to the movie so bad. But we had time. So we went downtown to go look at the Santas from around the world. Because before coming, Summer said she wanted to go see these Santas. And I didn't want to go because she told me that they were inside, but you got to walk outside, like looking in, in the windows to see them. And I don't know about y'all, but she don't walk around in the cold. And it was cold and raining on Saturday. So initially I said no. We Googled it, found out they're all inside. You are inside as well. So if you are in Pittsburgh, or coming to Pittsburgh before the new year, 
and you're looking for something free to do, carry yourself on downtown to the PPG buildings right by the ice skating rink and go look at the Santas from around the world because also on display are the gingerbread houses. They are so cute. Families and Girl Scout troops and churches and Nonprofit organizations. Uh, nonprofit organizations submit their gingerbread houses and Rice Krispie treat um, structures, and you get to walk around. And you, then you get to hear little children pointing theirs out, all excited and everything. Um, I'm gonna post the video of us going to see that stuff somewhere on the internet. I'm not sure. It probably won't. It'll probably have to go up on YouTube, but that'll go up as well. Um, Cause we had a good time. You can watch it. You can ride a little trolley to a bunch of different parts of um, downtown, the Holly trolley and over in market square is um, like a Santa's workshop kind of Santa's yeah. village. And there's all kinds of different booths for you to, um, you know, purchase different little knickknacks and things. There was all kind. There was some cute stuff out there, too. It really was. And you can also bring, if you have small children, bring $5 and be able to take a picture with Santa or Or, canned good. Right. Canned good donations for the food bank. Donation for the food bank, which I think is wonderful. We have also decided that we were going to take our grandchildren there. Um, next year because those babies are too young for this this year we're going to try to submit a gingerbread house for them next week next year and then take them to see santa so um very nice had a wonderful time only thing that i would say about the santa closet from around the world which i had not seen in years at least 25 not 25, you old now. It's been a long time. <laughs> well, maybe not 25, but I hadn't seen him. But I kept saying I wanted to see him. But the only thing that I would say is that I wish that they would have had more. I wish that this would have been something that would take you an hour or hour and a half to see. Because right. I know for a fact that there are more Santa's closets than the maybe 10 or 15 that they had there. I know that there are others. But this exhibit has been... Um, in Pittsburgh forever so maybe that request of pulling out finding some more might be far-fetched but I'm just saying I would love for them to be able to just expand that um, exhibit because I think that um, kids need to understand all cultures and not just hit the hot the hot spots right um, so that it really was a nice time. We had a we had a really nice time out. Um, I put the picture up on the, the um Instagram page already. So if you guys want to see one picture of us up there, I'll probably post the rest of them now that I'm gonna put the video up of the Santa Clauses around the world. So after that, we went to um did we did we go to no, okay, we went to the movies. Summer drug me to that daggone Tyler Perry, Nobody's Fool again. Um, now, I, I, I did feel that it was rather cheap. I feel like it was a misrepresentation of what they tried to advertise it as was my first concern. My yeah, first that is issue. Because that is they made true. it seem like this was a movie about Tiffany. And it was not a movie about Tiffany. It was a movie about her sister. Oh, no. I, I never thought it was a movie about Tiffany. I never thought it was a movie about her. I want to say that the commercials made it seem like the movie was more about Tiffany. Uh-uh. It always said that she did, um, Tika Sumter was, um, was catfish. Or the but the movie wasn't even really about her being catfish. But what I'm saying is it never led, to me, it never led me to believe that this had anything to do. I just felt like she was a co-star in the movie. I felt like it was supposed to be about the two of them finding out about the the sister being catfish. Like it was a buddy team comedy type thing. And like Tiffany was more of a star than she was and I feel like she wasn't I feel like she was supporting cast and I also feel like she was the replacement for the Medea character with the shenanigans and 
I felt like a lot of times all of the um, ad living that she was to do was unnecessary <laughs> um, for the scenes. And um, I think that we could have did that whole movie without mentioning Catfish, without them having to go see this special guest star in the movie I feel like that scene was so unnecessary I feel like I don't know why that was entertaining to watch her assault a person was not dope to me I thought that that was very low class and cheap for um, comedic purposes I don't think it was necessary uh, okay I think that all that whole catfish thing could have been left out of it and we still could have seen everything else could have played out the way it played out without them having to have Neve and Max. I felt like he was just using a lot of um, of unnecessary um, things. Like It was like he was just like throwing a whole bunch of stuff into one movie. So you think he was like, ooh, ooh, yes. ooh, ooh. I know what I'm going to yes. do. Gonna do yes. Okay. And I feel like it was unnecessary. And so, you know. Okay. I think that if we didn't have the catfishing, I don't think we needed to have it be that Tiffany, and he does this all the time. Somebody always got to be a crackhead in every movie, and I don't understand why. Why do we always got to have a, a, a crackhead or an ex-crackhead? She never came off except for when they mentioned it at the beginning of that movie like she was a woman who had been on drugs. She also kept on in the beginning talking about where I come from like her and her sister didn't come from the same place. I just didn't like it. I just didn't like it. Um, she also it. I also didn't like the fact that they made it appear as though her sister had no contact with her in the past five and a half years and then she just going to come show up, pick her up and move her in her house. If I'm a person who refuses to have any contact with my sister for five years, we ain't going to be this tight when she come home. True. So, you know, there's some things that just didn't connect, but you know, it's Tyler Perry, so he only got my money one time. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm going to say. He only got my money one one time. Uh, Yes, she made me pay for her. I sure... (laughs) I sure did. I paid for that movie already one time. Uh, but so we saw that and you know the people must have been related to the Fridays people because they were in that movie theater <laughs> showing their you know stereotype they was playing a stereotypical movie going role, if y'all know what I'm saying. I'm just, I'm trying not to talk bad about these people too bad, but my goodness, when you go to the movies, you're not in your living room. Other people are there. Let them have an experience too. I don't want to have your experience in the movie theater. Keep that to you and your friend up there. Shush. Whisper. Use your library voices when you talk to each other. Something. It's, it was too much. I mean, just screaming, hollering. Laughing. At the screen, they yelling. And I was like, what is happening now? I have to say that that was my fault, though. Because I had told Summer that I had never been to the movies and experienced that kind of act. And then, you know, be careful what you ask for. Because it showed up, showed up. And I had my experience, Lord. Thank you. I need, no, need not experience again. I'm happy with the one that I had. Yes, ridiculous. But then we and then there was a child in the movie. Oh yeah, and this movie was not for kids. This movie was very inappropriate. It was not Everything for children. Tiffany had said said a lot of sexual um I guess they were jokes. Um, she had a lot of sexual lines and then there were some sexual scenes some explicitly yeah. sexual scenes like it wasn't even inferred it was right. it was done and so you know we didn't need kids in there watching that either but I guess 
to each their, his own. You pick what what your kids can can and can't watch. Uh, it just was uncomfortable to have the babies behind us talking during the yeah. sex scenes. You know, it was like, oh no, the babies is in here. Put your eyes down, baby. But I don't know. His mama brought him, so that's fine. That's fine. Uh, so we left the movie theater and went to dinner at Blaze. Um, Blaze is one of my favorite pizza places. And I love pizza. And Summer loves pizza. And she had not been to Blaze, so we went to Blaze. What did you think about Blaze, Summer? I liked it. I think the best part is that you can put whatever toppings, like you can have the toppings (laughs) done the way that you want um, without the 50 cent add-on for every topping, $2 for every topping, whatever like that. So Blaze is kind of like going to Subway where you can have them put whatever toppings on you want in your face and then they... um, put it in the oven in front of you so you can watch them cook it which also was good because then Summer could tell the people she liked her pizza crispy and yes. um, you know then they knew to cook hers a little bit longer all of that kind of stuff so we did that and then it was time to go because Summer had to go pack up her get on family the road, so she could drive back to Atlanta my other home. But we had a very, we had a very fun-filled, jam-packed day. <laughs> yes, I know y'all. Like, I know some people are like, "Did this happen in one day?" No, child. It was over. Yeah, over the weekend. Oh well, two days. It was two. Kevin days. Hart only. Kevin Hart was one just one night in Friday, but all the rest of that stuff was was packed in the. Saturday. Yeah, we packed it all we in. Keep it we just like to do a lot of stuff, you know. And so we have another fun-filled adventure later well in 2019 that you guys will be like y'all did all of that we did we all did of all that. of it's that yeah awesome. woo woo we like to get you know if we get together we do some things because she's an adventurer guys so you got going in <laughs> we adventure jam it all <laughs> so we're gonna go skydiving Needless to say, let me tell you And ATV and all at one time I ate way too much cheese this weekend my stomach hurt right now. It's just man down, but I'm pushing through because that's what you do when you got, you know, life. Life still exists. So yes, here Lord. we are at the podcast. Yeah. And for once in my life, my stomach ain't hurt. Oh, look but you at know, that. I got a bad stomach for anybody who don't know. <laughs> this stomach does not do well on any day. <laughs> Not no, summer usually is man down on the stomach scene, and today on the stomach, I, my stomach was so jacked up last month. I was in the hospital, y'all. Like I, this stomach right here is bad. I can't eat nothing. But so we was like, uh-uh. <laughs> but we pushing through. So we're gonna come right back. So our prayers to uh, Danielle and her stomach. We need her to feel better today. We're gonna come right back, guys, with um, today's topic. Oh, woo-hoo. all right. All right, shout out to Summer for joining us for the weekend wrap up. But let's get into today's topic. Now, everybody who listens knows that I listen to the Red Table Talk every Monday uh, that comes on Facebook with Jada Pinkett Smith and Gammy and um, her daughter Willow. Willow, again, was not here for this episode, um, and but they did have Tony Braxton on, and Tony Braxton was there. Their topic for this episode was divorce. Now, Tony Braxton used to be married to Carrie Lewis, who was in the group Mint Condition. I don't know if he's still in there, but um, he, he's a, um, band member in mint condition and they were married for a number of years. They had those two boys and then they got a divorce. The divorce was not, um, a beautiful thing, but Tony Braxton said that they do still manage to be family. So that means that for holidays, birthdays, that type of thing, Carrie is at the house and spending time with his boys. I guess they feel like that helps them 
and their children feel like, you know, they still have a family or whatever. Um, and it seems to work for them. And I guess it seems to work for her and Birdman, who she is slated to be married to. Although their wedding keep getting pushed back, so I don't even know. But, like I said, we talking about divorce. Now, Jada Pinkett said her, that her mother has been divorced three times. And, um... Jada said herself that she didn't think she was mature enough to handle going through a divorce. Now, this year, I have had the pleasure of having conversations with a number of women that I've had in my life who have given me many different descriptions, unfortunately, of how they have come to find themselves in divorce process. Um, my best friend has been divorced and some other women that I've known were divorced and also my mother, my mother has been divorced as well. So I, although I do not have my own personal story of being married and divorced, I have had long-term relationships, two long-term relationships in my life that, um, split up in a way that was similar to the divorce, some of the divorces that I have personally seen. Now, also, since, like I said, since my mother was divorced, I am a child of divorce and I know, you know, I also have the experience of what that feels like as well. So I'm just going to speak on a couple of things um, that they spoke about and see how, you know, where this goes like we do every week. One of the things that Tony Braxton said on the show was that because her parents are divorced and still to this day, they don't like each other, which I feel like after 20 something years, her parents have been divorced after 20 something years and after 20 something years to not be able to come to terms with the um, relationship and the ending of that relationship and even coming to terms with there will be some things that you you guys won't agree on as far as how the relationship ran while you were in it and how it ended you there are lots of times when couples do not agree on those things because again you know perception um and sometimes people choose to believe the lies that they've been telling for a long time um you know, you're not always going to get an apology. But to sit around for 20 years and still be mad at somebody about something that you cannot go back and change at this point, um, just, it really makes you want to be upset. Like, that means that you just want to be upset with a person, okay? Um, If somebody isn't continually causing you pain whatever anger and pain that you have after 20 years is anger and pain that you choose to hold on to not that you have to hold on to and I I'm saying this it being a person who was in a very horrible relationship with um the father of my children and maybe I maybe I don't want to say that we were in a horrible relationship because for the majority of that relationship we were children but I do want to say that our um breakup was terrible it was it was a terrible breakup and um but it was also at this point it was about 20 years ago and so if I know that I cannot be mad at this person from 20 years ago one I don't know them that well now unfortunately we don't have a great we don't have a close relationship I would not say that we have a bad relationship I don't we just don't have a relationship our children are grown um we don't have to have conversation but because some of my children still live in my home, he does come to my home to visit my children. And when he comes, there is no arguing, there are no harsh words um, or any of those things because I have chosen to not put my ego in front of my children's need to have a parent. 
okay? And that's just me. I'm not judging nobody. I'm just talking, okay? You know me, just saying. Uh, but I, I felt like that, I felt like I got a confirmation of that being one of the things that was a good choice for me because listening to this episode, Toni Braxton being in her fifties says that even to this day, it, because of how her parents don't get along, it makes it hard for her to love her father out loud in front of her mother. Now, y'all gonna need to catch this because a lot of you people might be in divorces or might be divorced or may have never um, actually married your child's father or mother and, you know, still, you know, have to have contact with them. And you, you have to understand that children who are products of divorce children go through that divorce with you and some a lot of times even though we think that we're not involving our children our children are very much involved in that divorce even if you don't try to even if you feel like you're not trying to pin your children against one another children kind of know that they have to make a choice um unless we give them as the parents unless we give them permission to love their other parent as fully as they love us, then our children kind of pick sides. And even though they want to love the other parent, they will sometimes pretend like they don't in front of the parent who is more scorned. You understand? So, um... You don't want to come home and tell your parent anything that you did fun or exciting at the other parent's house. And you don't want to give them any, you know, you you feel like you, you just don't say anything positive about that person around this parent. Usually, unfortunately, and I just have to say it, when the children leave their mama's house and they know that their mama don't like their daddy and then they go over there to their daddy's house and then they come back, they don't want to talk about you know, how they love their dad, how he's so kind to them, or any of those things because they kind of feel like I kept hearing my mom talk about he ain't he ain't ish and, you know, he ain't no good and it's not whatever. Even though you may not be saying it to your child, if you talking on the phone and you in your house, they hear you. Late night, early morning, they hear you. And a lot of times they just pretend like they don't hear what you're saying. But you are scarring them as well. And then you are telling them it's not okay to love your other parent like you love me. Because they hurt me. And so therefore, if they hurt me, then they hurt you. And because you're hurt, you need to act like it for me when you're in his presence. And that's not their responsibility. Now, I also want to, I do want to touch on this though. Being a parent and going through a, a breakup and even more so I would imagine a divorce is so hard I say all the time to my best friend it ain't nothing like having your heart broken and still having to make waffles in the morning and people who don't have children you don't understand that pain Because when your heart is broken and you are going through the breakup and you just want to lay like they do in the movies, a la um, Tuka play that game when uh, Bobby Brown broke the girl heart and she was laying there on the couch with the shade, the blinds drawn and the curtains drawn and Vivica Fox had to come over and open up all the curtains and bless some sun in. You know, parents don't get to do that. And a lot of times we don't have family and friends who will come and take our children so that we can like mourn our re- the death of our relationship. And so you still have to, with your broken heart, um, look at a bad drawing from school and you have to you know, sign homework or a permission slip and then make a dinner and uh, read a bedtime book and put kids in a bath and all of these things while your heart is broken and the tears are ready to fall and you cannot do them and you just want to fall. And if that is you today, 
take your moment because you are deserve you deserve the moment but not in front of your children because when your children if your children see you fall apart continually there will be times when they won't give you things because they won't they will be trying to protect your heart okay so you get them together and get them to bed do not snap on them because whatever they are doing reminds you of whoever the parenting is that is not in your presence um and because your heart is hurting go into your room take that good pillow and scream into that turn your tv up and then scream into that thing and let those tears fall Because I, like I said, I've never had to sign paperwork, but I have had to hold my my pain until my children went to bed because I didn't want to give them my bitterness that they felt like to make them have to carry it. Uh... One of the confusing things as well for me about divorce is trying to figure out where did it actually go south? Like, where did the relationship actually go south? Because usually when people are getting a divorce, whenever you like, that's it, <laughs> call it a day, we can get this divorce popping. We didn't already went past where it went south. That's the straw, right? That's the straw that broke the camel's back. But there, there is a time when you're laying in your bed and you're trying to replay like, did I not clean up enough? Did I not dress a certain way? Did I not say a certain thing? Did I not support a certain thing? Did I not, what did I not do? And sometimes... Um, you're not going to figure that out alone. And sometimes the other person can't even pinpoint for you themselves because they're not connected enough to their own um, self to be able to tell you what it is they actually need. But uh, I would just say that You have to come to terms with the fact that you may never know why a relationship has gone south, but you can come to terms with the fact that um, just because a relationship has ended doesn't make you a failure. It means that you have an opportunity to find um, a different type of happiness in your life. I know someone who... Um, recently has gone through the divorce and they said that they always thought that the relationship was good because things were looking well like the picturesque view of their family from the outside things were going well but they forgot to check in on the relationship and um I'm not trying to tell anybody how to keep from getting a divorce because, again, I don't have a divorce. I, I don't have an official divorces under my belt. Um, so I'm not trying to tell anybody about that. I'm just giving you some things that were said to me based off of people who have, who have recently been divorced. Um, and I just think that that is a good, for me, it was a good takeaway for Um, If I ever find myself in a new relationship, if I ever fall in love again. Um, So if I ever fall into another relationship, I know that I would make sure that that lady is a friend. Um, (laughs) No, seriously. Um, If I ever fall into another relationship, I definitely know that I would want to make sure that I'm doing relationship checkups because... I was too young in my first relationship to know that I needed to do relationship checkups. And then my second one, it, 
you know guys like at at this time I like to say that that really wasn't even a relationship it was a um joint venture of it was an attempted joint venture of emotions that never actually came together and I know that that's like a lot to say but I can't technically call it a relationship um I think that it was something different and we'll get into that on another day but let's go back to uh, people that I know that these conversations now I had a conversation with like I said one who said that the relationship there wasn't a relationship checkup I know another woman who told me that her relationship she felt like the issue in her relationship was that she made her husband too much of a focal point in her life more more important than even herself and that was unhealthy for her Um, Tony Braxton said in her relationship that she felt like her getting sick was the cause of her breakup and that, you know, she felt like if she were not sick, then she would have been able to make more money because she would have been able to go on more tours, go on the road more. And then the bankruptcies wouldn't have come, as you all know, if you don't, let me just let you know, Tony Braxton has filed for bankruptcy more than once. And so she felt, Tony felt that the stress from the sickness and the bankrupts, the money issues caused her husband to no longer want to be in relationship with her. And it was sad to, to think that, um, you know, you caught you, um, having discovered that you, Tony Braxton, she, um, has lupus. And so it was sad to think that you could come down with an illness that is of no fault of your own. And a person could decide that that's too heavy a need and then you know they have to roll on stroll on but and and this it was never confirmed she said it was never confirmed her ex-husband has never stated that that is the reason for their breakup but again there are so many reasons why you know relationships end and people are not always forthcoming with the reasons as to why they're going to break up with you or do things that will cause you to want to break up with them but you know again you don't want to hold on to whatever the reason that you think it may be for year after year after year because that's just emotional abuse to yourself and we don't need to do that now I will say because I've been watching the Braxton show um, as long as it's been on, and I don't even know how many seasons it has been on, but I've seen them all. And I have to say that the mother, the Braxton mother, she is a very bitter woman. That woman is still upset about a divorce that happened 20 years ago, and that is so very, very unhealthy. Like I said before, don't hold on to those type of things. And because it also teaches your children how to love and if I think that relationships end in bitterness and disappointment and all of this these things I may not try to get myself into a a relationship or I may not I may have trust issues or I may not want to have children you know there's lots of things that our children hold and carry and then carry into their relationships based off of what they see their parents doing whether that's you know a breakup um a healthy relationship uh you know either way the children your children carry that as well so you know I say this all the time a parent and it's oh so daggone hard uh (laughs) because you just being responsible for people law but okay guys um you know, we kind of come to into this. This Red Table Talk episode was mighty short. Now, I know, I mean, I'm giving you short right now, but that's because, let's just be honest, the, the, this episode wasn't even a full 30 minutes. It was only 19 minutes and some change. And so, I'm, you know, they didn't really cover much. They talked about 
Gammy was married three times. Um, one was an abusive relationship. That was Jada's father. The other was um, she was married to this guy and he wanted to divorce her. And I don't even remember if they touched on the third relationship but um, and why that ended, but it did. Um, and they touched on... You know, Jada saying that she would she would not get divorced. She then again mentioned that they um, may add a person, but they they're never going to subtract from the two of them. I really wish that I knew what that looked like, but I don't. So you know, <laughs> uh, maybe one day she'll she'll explain that better on how that really works. And I'm hoping that. One day, maybe I can have an actual face-to-face. So if you guys, which brings me to this again, if you guys continue to listen to the podcast, share the podcast, and, um, you know, tell your friends about the podcast, tweet it out, share it on uh, your Facebook pages, let people know you listening, hashtag IJS podcast, let people know that you're talking about this, hit me up on Twitter, what do you feel about divorce? Are you going through a divorce? Are you a child of divorce? How does that make you feel as an adult now? Um, and what do you feel about being a parent who has gone who has gone through a divorce? And how do you feel about that need to um, hold your broken heart strings together while you make dinner? Don't forget, guys, I'm all over all the social media. I'm everywhere doing all types of things. I'm throwing up inspirational stuff for you guys all the time. Every week um, on Instagram, I, I'm just saying podcast over there on Instagram. I'm at um, IJS Podcast on um, Twitter. You can find me there as well. And don't forget, you can email me with your questions or comments and bring those questions. The questions are coming and I'm going to start answering some of the questions on air. I will not read your name if you do not want me to. But if you have any relationship situations that you'd like to discuss, send them on to Hey, I'm Just Saying. 21 at gmail.com and I'll go ahead on and read those off for you don't forget guys I appreciate you so much and you don't have to take anything I say as fact after all I'm just saying